Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. The Ford F-150 truck drives smart design forward. The standard 12-inch productivity screen helps you get what you need done, too. And the available Pro-Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo and utilization of the bed, including when towing a trailer. Together with a wider bumper step, it's easier to access the bed and load in tight spaces. An available ProPower onboard serves as a mobile power source, providing up to 7.2 kilowatts of power to charge a bed full of electric dirt bikes or run an entire job site worth of tools. I'm still driving my 2016 F-150 truck and 90,000 miles in. As long as I keep it clean, it honestly still looks brand new. I've taken it down snow-covered forest service roads, taken it out camping, put a ton of miles on on the freeway, had five adults in the cabin for long trips, and it's been great everywhere. Super dependable. I still love the way it looks, nice and rugged design, but with a super comfortable interior. And I'm still very happy with the quality sound system and heated seats. And since I bought my 2016 F-150 truck, the list of standard amenities that make a truck feel like a luxury vehicle have only grown. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. What the hell is Pizzagate? It's a detailed conspiracy theory claiming that a pedophile ring, a satanic pedophile ring, yep, was being run out of a Hillary Clinton-linked Washington, D.C. pizzeria called Comet Ping Pong. Seriously. In the fall of 2016, the personal email account of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's presidential 67-year-old campaign manager, was hacked and his emails were made public by WikiLeaks. Proponents of Pizzagate, uh, of the theory, claim that these emails contained coded messages, messages that, once decoded, clearly were referring to human sex trafficking and a dark connection between Comet Ping Pong, other D.C. restaurants, and high-ranking members of the Democratic Party and their disgusting, wealthy, liberal elite friends with a pedophile child sex ring. Liberal political elites taking kids to pizza place basements to molest them. Because, you know, that's why you get into politics in the first place, to eventually be able to finger a nine-year-old sex slave in a D.C. pizzeria. Uh, turns out that's the liberal agenda I've heard referred to my whole life. I've heard that term tossed around forever. No one's been able to conclusively tell me what the agenda is. It's pedophilia. They want to take away our guns so we can't shoot them when they're diddling our kids. Those fucking assholes, those demons. Get the hell out of here. In the leaked emails, it was believed by many, for example, that cheese pizza was code for child pornography. Get it? Same initials, so it must be true. CP. Got to be careful now when you tell people you're really into cheese pizza. Got to be careful when you tell people you can't get enough cheese pizza. You just love cheese pizza so much. Nothing makes you harder or wetter than a slice of sexy-ass cheese pizza. This utter unsubstantiated nonsense led to a 28-year-old North Carolina man, Edgar Madison Welch, firing a rifle into Comet Ping Pong on December 4th, 2016 in an attempt to rescue kids he believed were being held captive, molested, and raped in the pizza place's basement. Thank God he didn't hit anyone. And Comet Ping Pong, by the way, doesn't have a basement. Edgar was sentenced to four years in prison this past June after pleading guilty to assault with a dangerous weapon and transporting a firearm over state lines and being a fucking idiot. I feel like he got off easy. A December 2016 poll conducted by Public Policy Polling asked registered voters if they thought Hillary Clinton was connected to a child sex ring being run out of a pizzeria in Washington, D.C. 9% said that they did believe she was connected. 
19% weren't sure. So, you know, a third of people polled either thought that Hillary was definitely a sexual predator or definitely could be. Even though no serious, credible allegation concerning anything even remotely tied to pedophilia has ever been made against her. Also on December 4th, Alex Jones and his slanderous shit show, Infowars.com, uploaded a YouTube video that linked Pizzagate to the November 13th death of a sex worker rights activist. The video falsely claimed that she had been investigating a link between the Clinton Foundation and human trafficking in Haiti, and it speculated that she had been murdered in connection with her investigation. According to the activist's former employer, her family, and her friends, her death was in fact a suicide, and she was not investigating the Clinton Foundation. In March of 2017... Alex Jones retracted his Pizzagate death accusation to avoid prosecution for libel. I personally remember right around the same time overhearing a woman on a plane I happened to be on ranting about the Clintons molesting kids on some crazy pedophile island as if that were a documented fact. Such a horrific accusation to pass along that was perpetuated by people whom all shared one thing in common. None of them knew what the fuck they were talking about. Not everything on the web is true, people. Wish more humans understood that. So how do these wackadoodle conspiracies get started? Why do they get started? Why the hell do so many people believe this intellectually insulting drivel? The evolution and accusations of the Pizzagate scandal examined and the culture of U.S. anti-intellectualism and fake news pondered in this time suck that really is one big edition of Idiots of the Internet. You're listening to Time Suck. What's going on, time suckers? Hello, cult of the curious. Heidi ho, people open to new ideas, people who don't necessarily agree with me, but listen anyway, because you're not afraid to disagree with someone, you know, knowing they're not going to threaten or change you in ways you don't want them to, to do so. I'm Dan Cummins, a.k.a. Suckiest Maximus, Monday, Suckmaster Supreme, walks with Bojangles. You might hear Bojangles in the background today, her little dingling and dangling. Uh, Prophet of Nimrod, cult leader Cummins, and whatever else you've been referring to me uh, this past week. And this is Time Suck. Hail Nimrod. Uh, some tour announcements, and then we're on to Pizzagate. Getting right back into it. Uh, all other announcements, including the fact that right now, the first generation of the Time Suck app is available. It's out in the Android and Apple app stores. Woohoo! Oh, man, I'm a little tired today because... Uh, I was, uh, I was up late last night, you know, just trying to help troubleshoot the app from the guys with Bitelixir, the guys who actually built it. Ah, oh, excited. Excited. More details at the end of this episode. Uh, more details coming soon. Uh, huge thanks to all the time suckers who came out to Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids, Michigan this past weekend. Man, so many. Really surprised me. Uh, had a blast with you guys, man. Thanks for letting me work out some, some brand new bits and for hearing some old ones. Uh, working on getting a live Time Suck show set up in Grand Rapids sometime in 2018. Working on that now, and yeah, man, so many. It was really, really amazing. Really, uh, really grateful. This weekend, I'm going to be in the St. Louis Funny Bone, St. Louis, Missouri, the Westport Plaza. Hope a bunch of time suckers come out there as well, December 7th through the 10th. Following week, Appleton, Wisconsin. One night only. One night in Appleton, December 13th at Skyline. Uh, and then I'll be at the Comedy Club uh, on State in Madison, Wisconsin, December 14th, 15th, 16th. Rounding out the year, Comedy Works in Denver, Colorado. I've heard it's one of the best clubs in the country, December 28th through New Year's Eve. 2018 tour dates being posted at dancummins.tv now. Uh, I think they're all uh, on there, actually. Uh, you, can get, you can link to that from timesuckpodcast.com. Indianapolis coming up fast. Morty's Comedy Club. Morty's Comedy Joint, specifically, is what it's called. Uh, January 5th and 6th, just two nights. Providence, Rhode Island, the Comedy Connection. January 19th, 20, two nights in Rhode Island. Chicopee, Massachusetts, Cabot Comedy Club. January 21st, 
Philly. I'll be at the punchline January 25th, 26th, 27th. So many more cities. Uh, Manhattan coming up uh, quick in February. Chicago, Baltimore, Minneapolis. Doing a, doing a live podcast in Minneapolis. That's right. We're getting some live podcasts now. Uh, Sisyphus Brewing in Minneapolis, March 3rd. Only $10 tickets for that podcast. Right, those aren't quite on sale yet, but I'll let you know soon when they are. So keep your eyes keep your eyes peeled. I'll announce first uh, on Instagram. Small room, only ninety seats, so they might go pretty fast. I hope, uh, and I'll be doing stand up shows at the same place, March second and third as well. And the Small Town Murder Swapcast in Detroit, February sixteenth, 2018. It's on. It's on at the Magic Bag. Thank you guys so much for pre buying those tickets to the stand up show. Now we're doing two shows that night. First show is me and the guys from Small Town Murder doing stand up. Late show is us doing a live swap cast, a little hybrid of Small Town Murder and Time Suck. And those tickets go on sale tomorrow. Uh, two shows in one night. First is round seven. Uh, for, for around. For, doors open at seven. Why do, why do I have to be vague? Uh, first is around, you know, anytime between noon and, uh, and two weeks from then. No, 7 p.m. And then the, the swap cast is going to start at 10 p.m. Ticket links in the episode description. And now, let's, goddamn, let's get back to Pizzagate. Okay, before I even delve further uh, into the Pizzagate stuff, I want to be very clear. This isn't some partisan attack. I don't give a shit about Hillary Clinton. Uh, and, and, and not like that, that I don't like her. I just, frankly, I have been so busy in other things that I, I don't know much about her policies. I was in, in, uh, shamefully kind of ignorant this last election. That's kind of when the podcast started going. Uh, I will not be so the next election. I'm in this kick of being a member of the cult of the curious now, and I'm going to educate myself. But I, but I wasn't, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know a lot, uh, about her, uh, platforms, anything like that. And then Trump, obviously I see the news that we all see constantly every day, but, uh, but I'm, I'm in no, I have no interest currently to do some big attack on him. I feel like that's being handled by fucking everybody. I feel like <laughs> the rest of the media is obsessed with Trump. Uh, and that's fine. Not even judgment there, but it's like, I don't, I don't need to add to that at this time. So what the, this is just an investigation of Pizzagate specifically. And, and I think just, uh, a look into how scary it is, how how easy it is to to really just make up crazy things about somebody and make a large percentage of the population believe those crazy things if you have the means and the money. So that's that's what this has become for me after doing my research. Okay, so now we're going to dig into it. The original Pizzagate Facebook post appeared on the evening of October 29th, 2016, a day after then-FBI Director James Comey announced that the Bureau would be reopening its investigation into Clinton's use of a private email server while she was Secretary of State. Okay, we all we all heard about that. Uh, all heard about the emails, this, you know, tons, tons during the last election. Normally, I do a time suck timeline for something like this, but the dates are going to bounce around a little bit, so it doesn't quite make much sense. Uh, data from Hillary's private email server had been found on electronics belonging to former Representative Anthony Weiner, uh, husband of her, her close aide, Huma Abedin. Um, not Uma, as some people in, uh, in the public eye like to, like to say. That is not how you say her name. It's, it's Huma, not Uma. And, and he of the numerous... God, that's, that's bad when I'm correcting you on pronunciation. Um, and he of the <laughs> numerous sexting and infidelity scandals. We've all heard of Anthony Weiner. The dude named Weiner who just kidding, couldn't keep his wiener in his pants. Probably still can't. Probably still can't keep it away from cell phone cameras. Jesus Christ. I've, uh, I can't remember a more self-destructive politician than that guy. Uh, the dude who just... Uh, he's like he has a self-destruct button on his dick. Weiner, uh, who was then 51 years old, had been caught texting lewd messages to a 15-year-old. That's so gross. Well, on Facebook, uh, user Carmen Katz wrote, 
my NYPD source, said it's much more vile and serious than classified material on Wiener's device. The email detail the trips made by Wiener, Bill, and Hillary on their pedophile billionaire friend's plane, the Lolita Express. Yep. Hillary has a well-documented predilection for underage girls. Dot, dot, dot. We're talking an international child enslavement and sex ring. That's what user Carmen Katz wrote on Facebook. Uh, pretty hefty accusation. So, so what the hell is Carmen talking about? Let's, let's break it down. Let's start with the Lolita Express. The Lolita Express referred to here is the private plane of billionaire financier and uh, philanthropist Jeffrey Epstein. And in addition to the Clintons, uh, Trump, Kevin Spacey, Stephen Hawking, Prince Andrew, uh, Andrew, uh, Naomi Campbell, and others have flown on it some numerous times. You know who hasn't been on that plane? Michael motherfucking McDonald. Not once. Not one mention. Epstein uh, has a private island in St. Thomas that has been uh, referred to as an orgy island. Author James Patterson even wrote a book about Epstein and his island in 2016 called Filthy Rich, A Powerful Billionaire, The Sex Scandal That Undid Him and All the Justice That Money Can Buy. The shocking true story of Jeffrey Epstein. And, and make no mistake, uh, Epstein is a piece of shit. Uh, in June 2008, after Epstein pled guilty to a single state charge of soliciting prostitution from girls as young as 14, he was sentenced to 18 months in prison. He served 13 months before being released. 13 months for a man then in his mid-50s for fucking numerous teen girls. Young teen girls. Why do we allow this as a society? Seriously. Why do we place so little value on dealing with sexual predators? So, so little value on our kids. Uh, at release, Epstein was registered in, in New York State as a level three, high risk of reoffense sex offender. Apparently, although he pled guilty in a deal to only soliciting prostitution for the one girl, he had a whole parade of underage escorts disguised, uh, disguised as masseuses who he and some of his associates you know, would sleep with. Super dirty, super fucked up, uh, huge investigation into him at that time, and, and, you know, and there's rumors of many other things, but that one you know, he got convicted for. But in tying this to our story today, Weird that someone like Facebook user Carmen Katz would cherry pick uh, which politician they think fucked kids along with Epstein. Like, like there's no more evidence that Hillary Clinton uh, slept with, you know, underage girls on that island uh, than Donald Trump did. They both knew him. They were both on the planes. And since there's never been any evidence that Hillary slept with or been attracted to women of any age, not any real evidence, logically, it's actually more likely that Trump fucked some kids on that island than Hillary did on the basis of just, you know, uh, sexual preference. And in, in, in on the basis of him being attracted to women, uh, her, there's no, no uh, known credible accusations of her being attracted to women. Okay, so there, there's that. Uh, and it's obvious to anyone paying attention uh, that, you know, that Trump does have a murkier, murkier sexual past than Hillary does. You know, he, he talked about grabbing pussy, okay? Sexual assault. We, we all heard it. That's undeniable to any rational person. So like him, love him, or hate him, he said what he said. Hate Hillary all you want. Uh, and again, not saying I personally like her, love her, know that much about her, but there is no known evidence, real evidence of her saying something so sexually aggressive. But, you know, she flew on the kid fucker's plane, so Carmen Katz is convinced she is also a kid fucker. Uh, a few more moments on Epstein here. Another woman claiming in a recent lawsuit that she was lured into a sex trafficking ring by billionaire Jeffrey Epstein uh, contends that the depravity began at a Florida resort now known as the Winter White House Mar-a-Lago. You know, the place Trump owns. Epstein was a regular at Mar-a-Lago. To be fair, he was also a regular contributor to the Clinton Foundation. 
But funny, though, how some people will choose to only associate the Clintons with Epstein's if they're conservative, and I'm sure others only associate Trump with him if they're liberal. Well, put your political bias aside, open your eyes, they appear equally connected based on currently released information. But again, Carmen Katz suddenly posted it's the Clintons, who along with Epstein are running an international child sex ring because, you know, Hillary's known to have a thing for young girls. Remember? Remember? She has a well-documented predilection, according to Cameron. Or Carmen. You know, think, again, think what you want about her politics. You know, call her part of the liberal agenda or think she caters to the Hollywood elite if you want, but there's no credible evidence that she's fucking ever had anything to do with pedophilia. It's just so reckless to throw shit like that around. I mean, imagine if someone who hated you because of your personality or because of your political beliefs or because of how you treated them at work or just whatever started posting shit online about you being a pedophile. Imagine the rage you would feel. Like, it's not cool. It's, it's beyond the realm of dirty politics. It's just morally repugnant. Uh, according to PolitiFacts.com, a Pulitzer Prize-winning government fact-checking website uh, run by reporters and editors from the Tampa Bay Times, uh, Clinton, Clinton pedophile ring rumors are unequivocally baseless, totally baseless and false. Uh, additionally, since 2009, PolitiFact has declared one political statement from each year to be the lie of the year. And uh, PolitiFact's 2016 lie of the year was fake news, referring to fabricated news stories, including the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. These rumors are so crazy. There was another one way back in 2008, uh, just to talk, talking about crazy rumors, a rumor that the Clinton's pastor had been convicted of sexually abusing a child. I don't know if you remember that. It's been numerous years. There was rumor that he was part of this, uh, this sex ring and that the Clintons were also part of their, you know, the sex ring right there along with him. Uh, various websites ran headlines like Clinton pastor convicted of sexual abuse of a child, you know, referring to like, you know, the, the Clintons, Hillary and Bill. Comment sections went crazy condemning Bill and Hillary for their pedophilia associations. People just going off on them, fucking, you know, to, to put them in prison. The actual truth, the actual truth, a pastor from the town of Clinton, New York, was convicted, a man with zero ties to Bill and Hillary other than the town he happened to fucking live in shared the same name as their last name. That's literally the only association. But the fucking idiot to the internet took a true story and just spun it into slanderous lies like these morons so love to do. Ugh. I, find, I do find tracking down the origins of these rumors and conspiracies fascinating. Such a reminder, man, to just not believe headlines just because you read them. You know, you, you got you to dig in. You got to see where their sources are. Okay, back to, back to the Pizzagate origin Facebook post. So Carmen Katz uh, appears to be a fake profile name for a real woman, and her name is Cynthia Campbell. Uh, I always get skeptical, man, when, when people do not post stuff under their real name. Like, why, why can't you stand by it? If, if you're posting truth out there, if you're posting your real beliefs— then use your real name, you fucking coward. Well, for more than 20 years, Cynthia, a 60-year-old attorney, has practiced law out of her home in Joplin, Missouri. And where did she get her pedophile information? From Lucifina herself, from the dark and evil temptress of time suck, sister of Satan. It is Lucifina. She is behind Pizzagate. She is the lies originator. No, actually, Cynthia won't say what her source was, uh, probably because she doesn't uh, have one. Or she knows it's not a good one. But it, it, it's likely based on some investigative journalists, uh, their work, that she picked it up from either a 4chan chat room or from Reddit. Uh, over three months before Cynthia's post, on July 2nd, 2016, someone calling themselves FBI Anon, someone who claimed to be a, quote, high-level analyst and strategist for the FBI, uh, <laughs> hosted an Ask Me Anything forum on 4chan. He claimed to be leaking government uh, secrets. You know, he's, a, he's an Edward Snowden type. He's out of love for his country. Bullshit. I feel like claiming to be a high-level FBI analyst is a red flag. 
for somebody. Uh, when people do that, when they just come out with that. I, I've met a number of weirdos in all my traveling over the years who have claimed to possess classified government knowledge. <laughs> like, like usually at a bar, like after a, after a, you know a show, just some usually somebody drinking alone. I'm not making this up just to make it funny for the, but it's like some weird dude drinking alone, you know, and and he and he never, you never ask him. It, it never comes up naturally that he's like a high-ranking analyst. You're never like, hey, man, you look like somebody who probably has some government secrets. Funny you should mention that. I do have government secrets that I'm willing to talk about now, even though they'll supposedly kill me for finding out. I'm willing to share them with a stranger right now who I've known for 30 seconds. No, they're always like, you'll be talking about whatever. Just, uh, you know, uh, baseball. Like, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, it's uh, it's all right, man. It's all right. I uh, just got a lot on my mind. Got a lot, like one of those people who tries to bait you into their type of, you know, pre-programmed speech they want to give you about their life. Oh, man, why why, why, why are you down? Well, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, I've been keeping a lot of high-ranking, uh, you know, government official secrets for quite a while, and it's really weighing on my conscience. So, uh, anyway, uh, here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, people in the... Yeah, they just go off about, you know, nonsense. Uh, extremely full of shit, most of these people, Right? It's like, you know, dude, if you are some government elite VIP, why are you having a drink with me at the Applebee's down the street from the comedy club? Why are you drinking at an Applebee's alone? Why are you wearing Crocs to the bar? Why are you wearing cargo shorts, Crocs, and black socks to a bar if you're some James Bond-type secret information having son of a bitch? Why does only your right hand smell like lotion? Why is your mom coming to pick you up, take you back home in half an hour? Why is there a ham and cheese hot pocket stain on your tank top? What kind of covert ops guy has a comb over? All right. Maybe the liars don't quite look like that, but... uh you know, have that vibe a lot of times. Okay, so and there's a lot of liars out there. You know, it's, and it's even easier to lie on the web than it is to lie to someone's face at a bar. I, I, I always hate it when people say something to the effect of, in these uh, circumstances, well, if it wasn't true, why would they even say that? Because they're a fucking liar. Because they enjoy lying. In my, in my experience, a large amount of the population, they just they just lie quite a bit. Like it's like it's no big deal. They'll lie to get out of trouble, lie to get ahead in life, lie to mess with somebody, lie to bring somebody else down, lie to lie to make themselves feel important. An FBI Anon seems to be a liar. FBI Anon's secrets were, uh, were about the Department of Justice's inquiry into the Clinton Foundation, where federal prosecutors never formalized, or which federal, federal prosecutors never formalized, excuse me. Dig deep, he wrote. Bill and Hillary love foreign donors so much. They get paid in children as well as money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine uh, the high ranking? I mean, come on. I know a lot of them are pieces of shit, but like... You know, just trying to get paid in kids. Hey, uh, I'll uh, I'll push this uh, this uh, deal for you. I'll, I'll lower the import taxes on your nation's good, but uh, you're gonna have to pay me. No, that's no, that is no problem. That is no. Uh, we will pay you what we need. Uh, uh, how much money do, do you need to be paid? Well, I need a couple hundred thousand dollars, but I also need two six-year-olds. Okay, that's, uh, that's no problem. We have many six-year-olds. We'll give you. It's fucking crazy. Uh, so then somebody else asks, does Hillary have sex with kidnapped girls in a 4chan, <laughs> on 4chan? And uh, yes, FBI Anon answered, no sources listed. Just some poster whose actual identity no one knows claiming to be a government source just talking shit. Now here's where things really get interesting. The primary source I relied on for this information, by the way, was a November 16th Rolling Stone article, just this past November 16th, uh, that was reported in partnership with the Investigative Fund and Reveal from the Center – oh, Investigative Fund and Reveal – from the Center of Investigative Reporting. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. There's a lot of words there. It's strung next to each other. It's in partnership. One place is called the Investigative Fund. Other place is called Reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting. 
Long, long name. I love the investigative fund's mission statement, by the way. The investigative fund's mission is to produce high-impact investigative reporting that holds the powerful accountable. We seek to bring underreported stories to light, cultivate diverse journalistic talent, and create a home for independent journalism that serves the public. Fuck yeah. Power to the people. Rage against the machine, baby. Killing in the name of... Okay, that was a reference for a few people. Another piece of the Pizzagate origin puzzle appeared online about 10 hours before Katz posted her story on Facebook. Uh, the rant uh, describes itself as a message board for New York City cops speaking their minds. Virtually everyone on this site uses some kind of identity masking screen name. I've checked it out myself, uh, and of course they use uh, screen, screen names that mask their identity because a lot of it's just about boobs. Turns out it's a bunch of cops talking uh, mostly about boobs, uh, naked boob posts, uh, as if there isn't enough boobs on the rest of the web, as, as if you couldn't easily find it with a few more clicks. Uh, October 29, 2016, user Man posted he had a hot rumor about the FBI investigation, saying the feds were forced to reopen the Hillary email case because apparently the NYPD sex crimes unit was involved in the Wiener case. I, ju- I do love that it's called Wiener case. User Man also wrote, on his laptop, they saw emails. They notified the FBI. Feds were afraid the NYPD would go public. So they had to reopen or be accused of a cover-up. Someone then posted that news to a law enforcement Facebook group. Uh, and from there, user Eagle Wings at NIVISA4031 posted it to Twitter. Now, I just checked Eagle Wings' profile picture yesterday, and it shows a smiling middle-aged woman above the description, U.S. Air Force Vet Believes Freedom Soars, Facebook. Uh, in her profile pic, she's wearing a Christmas Santa hat that says, Make Christmas Great Again. Can we fuck, Can we stop that? Can we stop with the make Christmas great again? Can we stop with just with the making shit great again in general? It's it's moronic. It's embarrassing. It is em- other other countries see that shit and laugh so hard at how fucking dumb it is because it's a nonsense statement. It's a nonsense slogan. W- when exactly was Christmas not great? <laughs> you fucking idiot. When was Christmas horrific? And just so horrific. Like Christmas was just down in the dumps. Santa was just getting kicked in the dick every Christmas Eve, year after year. Elves are getting sodomized in the streets. Christmas is just, it's hell. It's hell on earth. And then, and then someone came along finally to make it great again. And I guess according to the Trump stuff, it was just, it was hell last year or two years ago, I guess, when he wasn't in on Two years ago, oh, Christmas just reindeer just getting fucking decapitated right in front of their sleds in front of weeping five-year-olds. But now, gonna make it great again. God damn, we are being treated like stupid children by <laughs> politicians. I'm just, I'm starting to get really pissed off how many people aren't pissed off about that. Work less on hollow slogans, assholes. Work more on putting the cost of higher education and real estate in line with inflation. Work on creating more domestic manufacturing jobs. Make China buy more of our goods instead of kissing their ass. Focus on affordable health care and a tax plan that helps small businesses in the bottom 75%. And outside of that, shut the fuck up. Less talk, more action, less tweeting. More help in the economy. God damn. Help the middle class already, assholes. That's why I try not to talk about politics. That's why I try not to get political on Time Suck. I get, I get so angry. I get so angry. And again, this really isn't a partisan attack. I get so angry just in general with politics. Jesus, we've been talking about affordable health care my entire adult life, right? And we still can't figure it out. Why? Insurance and pharmaceutical company lobbyists and insurance and pharmaceutical company corporate Wall Street profits. That's why. <sighs> Someday, like with gun control and the immigration stuff, when I have more time than usual to research, I'll dig in and all, on all that shit. And I, and I say I got to have more time because uh, those are those are hot button issues. 
I'll probably get some angry emails about this one too, just because I, I dared to uh, attack anyone in, 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 the fucking <laughs> in politics right now. Uh, but back to Eagle Wings. Uh, she has a shit ton of followers, almost 125,000 as of this past weekend. She has some powerful followers. Among Eagle Wings, more influent, influential followers are former Deputy Assistant to President Trump, Sebastian Gorka, former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn, the man who pled guilty this past Friday, by the way, to lying to the FBI about conversations with Russia's ambassador. Uh, Flynn actually shared a separate Eagle Wings tweet last year. However, Samuel Woolley, who directs research at the Institute for the Futures Digital Intelligence Lab, whose mission statement describes themselves as an independent nonprofit research organization with a nearly 50-year-old track record of helping all kinds of organizations make the futures they want. Samuel, this Samuel, does not think that Eagle Wings is even a real person. Thinks, uh, thinks, it's, thinks she's a bot. Thinks she tweets too often. More than 50,000 tweets since 2000, uh, November 2015. And uh, thinks she has too many followers. Without a shadow of a doubt, he says, Eagle Wings is a highly automated account and part of a bot network, a central, uh, centrally controlled group of social media accounts. To explain how these work, Ben Nemo, a fellow at the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab, uses, uh, uses a sheep herding analogy, or I guess shepherding. Uh, he says, my Riggins came out there. I, I saw shepherding, and I just went to sheep herding. Uh, but he says a message that someone or some organization wants to trend is typically sent out by shepherd accounts, he says, uh, which often have large followings and are controlled by humans. So they're, they're real accounts. The shepherd's messages are amplified by sheepdog accounts, which are also run by humans, but can be default set to boost the signal and harass critics. At times, the shepherds personally steer conversations, but they also deploy automation using a kind of Twitter cruise control to retweet particular keywords and hashtags. Together, Nemo says, the shepherds and the sheepdogs guide a herd of bots, which mindlessly repost content in the digital equivalent of sheep rushing in the same direction and bleeding loudly. Fuck. Think about that for a second. Think about how if you had the money, you could hire a team of online social media manipulator, uh, manipulators to push whatever message you want to the masses. Right, some team of I don't know, five, ten people that just you know push your message, and then they those five ten people they push it out to just tens or hundreds of thousands of automated accounts, just create a ton of smoke where there actually is no fire. And and why would you do that? Well, for many reasons, but a one could be to discredit a political opponent and win an election. Think about the possibility that the National Security Advisor uh, of the most powerful nation on earth may have been retweeting the tweet of an automated account. Right of just slanderous accusations. Oh, w whether cats repeated something or, or a herd of bots was bleeding or, or repackaged tidbits found on other parts of the internet, her, her Facebook post was the human touch that helped the fake news story go viral. Uh, the tell says Watts was what happened next. He says most of his posts in the internet oblivion, but about 12 hours after Katz shared her story, a Twitter user named David Goldberg, New York, tweeted a screenshot of her post twice, adding, I have been hearing the same thing from my NYPD buddies, too. Next couple of days will be interesting. Now, Woolley says that at David Goldberg, New York, appears to have been, like Eagle Wings, a highly automated account and part of an organized bot effort to spread disinformation. Who runs at David Goldberg, New York? Nobody knows. The handle is not one of the uh, roughly 2,700 Twitter accounts linked to the Internet Research Agency, a Kremlin-run Disinfor disinformation organization, uh, a group the House Intelligence Committee released information on in November, and, and Twitter has yet to make public the handles of an additional 37,000 bot accounts. Its attorney, Sean Edgett, has told Congress that have characteristics we used, uh, to, we used to associate an account with Russia. Wow, man. 
Now, one of the Russian accounts involved in all this Pizzagate madness is at Andre uh, Chikatilo. Uh, yes, it is at Chikatilo. I, I like Pizzagate. I, I like Pizzagate on many levels. I love uh, pizza. I love uh, doing naughty things with children. It's, it's, it's best of both worlds. I come in, I get uh, two slices of uh, New York-style pepperoni pizza. I wrestle kids in basement. I, I have punch card. For every ten slices I buy of pizza, it, uh, it comes with ping pong. Uh, I get two minutes of basement wrestling with kid in cage. It's, it's, it's I jerk sauce cock in pizzeria sex dungeon basement. It's America. What a country. I'm so sorry if this is your first episode. How, how confusing that may have just, uh, that had to have been for you. Uh, Russia, by the way, uh, isn't the only one playing the social media manipulation game. Uh, we've also had sources tell us that using bot network, bot networks has become a common practice among U.S. political campaigns, says Woolley. He says they do it with subcontractors, and the Federal Election Commission doesn't require reporting for subcontractors. He says the more sophisticated botnets, the ones that are successful at spreading stories, are built by people with a lot of resources. In our experience, across multiple different countries, the people that have deep pockets are the powerful political actors. Now, according to a sample of tweets with Pizzagate or related hashtags provided by uh, Filippo Menser, a professor of informatics. That's a, okay. It's a smarty pants, this guy, professor of informatics at Indiana University. Uh, Pizzagate was shared roughly 1.4 million times by more than a quarter of a million accounts in its first five weeks of life. From at David Goldberg, New York's tweet to the day Welch showed up at Comet Ping Pong with his rifle. You remember Welch, dude who shot up Comet Ping Pong on December 4, 2016 in an attempt to rescue kids he believed were being held captive, molested, raped in the pizza place's basement when it doesn't even have a basement? Well, at least 14 Russia-linked accounts had uh, tweeted about Pizzagate. Some of those accounts were retweeted by Donald Trump Jr. and Coulter, Roger Stone, a political operative who uh, recommended Paul Manafort as Trump's campaign manager. Now, again, I know how sensitive diehard Trump supporters can be, and I want to say again, I'm not attacking Trump from a liberal point of view. I am relaying the information I found, which happens to link Pizzagate to his campaign. Does that mean he planned Pizzagate? No, it doesn't. It absolutely does not. Uh, There is no evidence of that. For all we know, uh, other politicians could have been doing the same thing. I have no proof of that either, but it's possible, uh, you know, that's... What's scary to me isn't that conservatives may have uh, manipulated social media to help win an election. Uh, you know, that's not that's no scarier to me than if, than if liberals did it or if they tried to do it. What's scary to me is that it's possible to do this. This is what's scary to me, that, it, that, it's, that it's fucking possible to do this kind of thing, that you can just uh, make up nonsense. And then there's this new form of social media manipulation out there where you can hire all these bots and fucking teams of people to spread your message and just make tons of people believe it. Man, the web is, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a place where you can go to, to get knowledge, to get good knowledge, you know? You know, it's been a place where people living in state-controlled media nations, you know, like North Korea, can actually find out some real information, you know, via, like, the dark web. They can escape propaganda. And now the web is becoming littered with a very advanced form of propaganda. You know, just damn you, Lucifina. Okay, back to the development of Pizzagate right after a quick word from today's sponsor. Time Suck is brought to us today by Dollar Shave Club. You've heard me talk about the amazing shave I get from Dollar Shave Club, right? Especially when I use it with their Dr. Carver shave butter, especially when I shave my balls. You know that. We're friends now. I love it. I love Dr. Carver shave butter. And, uh, and, and now there's so much more than that. There's so many new products. Do- Dr. Shave Club makes products for your hair, face, skin, shower, butthole, everything you need. <laughs> they got their own original stuff using only the finest premium ingredients. You guys know all about fine ingredients, imported muskrat labia, bald eagle head feathers, 
right? And they deliver it to you, just like they do the razors, all delivered each month to you. So no more annoying trips to the store. And with gift memberships and e-gift cards available, Dollar Shave Club can help cover the names on your holiday shopping list as well. So I want you to love Dollar Shave Club as much as I do. I want you to use it. So I've arranged for you to try your first month of their best razor, along with travel size versions of shave butter, body cleanser, and yes, even butt wipes, or as I like to call them, butthole wipes. Since we all know that's exactly what you're going to be wiping. All of that for just $5. All right, and after that, replacement cartridge ship for just a few bucks a month. It's the Dollar Shave Club starter set. And get yours for just 5 bucks exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash timesuck. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash timesuck. They're actually on the Timesuck app, and I've made it so easy there. You just go into the Suck Sponsors portion of the menu, and you just push their fucking button, and you get sent right to the deal. Now, back to Pizzagate. Back to full-on crazy gate. On November 19th, 2016, Pamela Moore tweeted, Well, 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 above the fake news headline, FBI, rumors about Clinton pedophile ring are true. There it is. I guess it's true. Forget everything I said before that. Somebody else said it on the web that it was true, so it has to be true. Uh, Michael Flynn's son, Michael Flynn Jr., who followed 58 accounts, discovered to be bots, uh, uh, tweeted, Until Pizzagate proven to be false, it'll remain a story. Uh, And then he was promptly fired from the Trump transition team in early December, as he should have been. Uh, And not all the Twitter handles constantly pumping this story out were bots. Crystal Kemp, a real 50-year-old grandmother from Confluence, Pennsylvania, tweeted about Pizzagate more than 4,000 times in five weeks. What in the hell? An investigative journalist reached out to her via Facebook to ask her why she did it, and she told the journalist because she didn't want Hillary to win at any cost. Said she didn't actually know that much about Pizzagate. She just told the journalist that everything she tweeted or retweeted was stuff that I found through my own research or from another Twitter follower. Yeah, right, research. I'm sure I'm sure old Crystal was just doing a shit ton of research. Uh, what, what research was she actually doing? I'm guessing none. I'm guessing zero. It's such a big problem on the web. Man, I've noticed that a lot of conspiracy theorists are really bad at discerning good information from bad information. Like when they do do their research, you know, they're unable to tell a legitimate website from a fucking wackadoodle site. And sadly, more and more journalists, in my opinion, are not as careful about factual reporting as maybe they should be. I think, I'm just totally, uh, total speculation here, I think many journalists probably have a harder time than ever fact-checking a story because there's such a demand for constant content now. Pre-internet, man, newspapers, for example, much more profitable than they are now. They could afford larger staffs. They could do their due diligence on research. And then TV came along in the 1950s. Newspapers took a big hit, right? There was a sexy new medium out there where people could get their info. And then there was the explosion of the web in the 90s, and that really increased the options available to the average newsreader, further hurting various papers' profits. And with less profits, cutbacks, you know, started being made. You know, even less uh, journalists, you know, are, are now being used to carry the same media workload they had uh, previously for any given paper. Uh, and then the journalists begin to feel an increasing amount of pressure from Wall Street as shareholders demand, you know, of the Viacoms of the world, these big media conglomerates to be more profitable than ever, which means you have to cut staff even further right, to kick up that profit margin. That puts an even higher workload, obviously, on the journalists, and now a lot of journalists can't just write for a paper. They, you know, they don't just have daily deadlines hours away. You know, they have to write from the web. They have deadlines fucking minutes away all the time now. Get, get that story out now. We needed that breaking story two minutes ago, right? There's more competition, more players trying to break the same story first. That does is, that is not create a good environment for good journalism. And it's not just newspapers, and the websites they've spawned over the years that have suffered. I've watched TV, you know, news sources over the years downsize as well. You know, doing stand-up around the country. I've been a guest on countless local morning shows. And year after year, I've watched the staffs of these places just dwindle. Uh, 
I've done morning shows where the on-air personalities and I are the only people in the room. No producers even around. It's all automated. Uh, one of the shows I, I, I did said that the host was being replaced in early 2019 by an actual robot. They showed me uh, beta testing photos and videos of this thing. Looked like some dude. And in this robot, they just keep him at the studio. He just, like, fucking live there, you know, I guess. They don't have to feed him or anything. And you just be a permanent host. You know, they're going to start off with him. Uh, initially have a real woman as a co-host for the first year. Then replace her with a robot. See if, see if anyone notices. And then, uh, and then just replicate that around the country. Rumor has it that Kathy Lee Gifford died three months ago. And whenever you see her, it's a fucking robot. So that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, daily, daily, uh, the, the staff of these daily papers keeps shrinking. You know, journalists are paid paid less than expected to do more. That does not create an environment for reliable news. So we have, you know, the, the more trusted news sources slipping a little bit in terms of accuracy, relying on sensationalism to keep people's attention. Uh, now there's all those fake news websites out there reporting utter nonsense. People like Crystal Kemp don't know what to believe. You know, it's it's hard it's hard to uh, to know what to believe when people are making up shit about making up shit about robots. You know, making up, <laughs> making up weird lies about Kathy Lee Gifford. I I made all the ro- robot stuff up. Just to be very clear, Kathy Lee Gifford, to my knowledge, is uh, not a robot that I am aware of. Uh, and robots are not replacing news anchors yet. May have to though, after the Matt Lauer situation. Can't have uh, can't have you know. At least the robots not getting too handsy. At least the robots not locking women in a room. Uh, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Okay. So, so anyway, I, I do worry about, you know, journalism just as, as there's so many options, uh, less, less, you know, places being kind of held to some kind of journalistic, uh, standard and more pressure on the good journalists. Uh, but, and, and now check this crazy shit out. All right. Crystal didn't just retweet the retweeted bot thoughts. She also shared stories from obscure news outlets like conservative daily post.com. Which according, which according to the investigative journalism done for the Rolling Stone article I read, appears to be a legit fake news site operated out of Ma- uh, Macedonia during, during this past election. I know that sounds crazy, but this, this is real fake news we're talking about now. Some other journalists at BuzzFeed found out that teenagers in this little deindustrialized uh, 40,000-person town of Velez, Macedonia, published pro-Trump stories because they were profitable as clickbait. Right? You know about the clickbait. Like when, you're, when you finish reading an article, there's all those weird little images down below in some sensational headline and half the time when you click when you click the the link you never see the person from the image pop up in the story ever you, you, like or a lot of times like the headline doesn't even match really the article you look at and then when you get to the article there's like fucking 10 different ad pop-ups just clickbait um yeah so they so these people in Macedonia these kids they found out they could make ad money based on site traffic by just publishing Whatever pro-Trump news story, you know, seemed the most sensational, whether it was real or not, which uh, I believe that, man. That makes sense to me. This stuff always comes back to money. Uh, Borse Porjev, a Macedonian computer programmer, has set up dozens of fake news sites for around 100 euros a piece, and then he makes that money back in spades uh, with, you know, with ads. He said uh, that Macedonians don't invent the fake news stories they post, telling a journalist, "No no one here knows anything about American politics. They copy and paste from American sites, maybe then try to come up with a more dramatic headline. Uh, Alex Jones, Infowars, and Breitbart, he said, were among the Macedonians' most common source material. Of course they were, because both of those places are utter fucking sensationalistic nonsense. Uh, He said that Macedonians uh, would have happily copied anti-Trump fake news too, but unfortunately, there just weren't any good U.S. pro-Clinton fake news sites to copy and paste. I believe that, man. Uh, and again, <laughs> I'm not trying to get like partisan, but with, Hil- but with Hillary Clinton, that was my main complaint when I, when I was paying attention in the election was that she just appeared so, to me, 
fucking robotic and boring, right? You got to fucking liven it up. You got to have a little charisma if you're going to win an election. God damn it. What do you, what do you, what do you think you can win on fucking principles? Get the fuck out of here, right? That doesn't work. Not since, not since TVs were invented. You gotta, you gotta have some, you gotta have some likability, people. Ah, uh, the liberals want to win some elections. They gotta figure that shit out, man. Barack had some likability, some charisma. Hillary, ugh. So, I mean, just to me, a lot of people, she just seemed like a fucking just frump, just like ugh, boring. And that's not even, that's not anything about uh, uh, women either. There's plenty of women candidates I, w- I would vote for. But, uh, and, and, you know, and if I would have paid attention more, I could have looked past it, I'm sure, and maybe maybe her policies would have aligned with me. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't like her policies. I, I probably wouldn't, actually. But, again, tend to be a little more libertarian. I like to be left alone. Less government oversights in some things. But anyway, for these Macedonians, not about politics. Or not about politics. Just about uh, sensationalistic stories that people are going to click on. Man, that's so fucking crazy, man. Taking headlines from Alex Jones, the crazy lunatic... If you don't know about Alex Jones, I saw a video of this guy, oh man, he, weeping, weeping on his show a couple years ago. He was so angry that Barack Obama was in the White House because he knew, he knew for sure that Barack was a demon. He knew it. He knew it. He heard many reports that Barack smelled like sulfur. Uh, he, he would show <laughs> video clips and of flies buzzing around Barack's face, sure signs of being a minion of Satan. That is how backwards and medieval the piece of shit known as Alex Jones is, or maybe he's worse. He recently claimed in a custody battle that he was just making a, you know, this stuff up, just doing a character for his show. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's all you're doing. You're just making hundreds of thousands or millions of people believe that, you know, Hillary Clinton's either a pedophile or Obama's a demon, but in real life, you know, you're just a totally normal person. You're, you manipulative asshole. Fuck Alex Jones. Uh, this is medieval, medieval ages type of nonsense. And again, this isn't a tech attack on uh, conservatives who Alex Jones aligns himself with, it's an attack on aggressive, reckless stupidity. Man, Europeans creating fake news websites to repeat the teachings of Alex Jones. That's, that's what we've come to in the world. Bots retweeting lies by the thousands, by the millions. A massive disinformation campaign anyone can wage if they got the money. Terrifying. Terrifying. I used to watch Alex Jones videos and laugh at just what a looney tune he is. That's uh, sad to me now. I put him in the same category as David Icke. That's a, it's not all sad. I do laugh some as well. But I put him in the same category as David Icke of the Lizard Illuminati infamy. <laughs> All right, so now let's talk about Douglas Hagman back with Pizzagate. Douglas, Douglas Hagman is a self-employed private investigator and host of HagmanReport.com, a webcast that exposes the New World Order agenda. Here we go. It was Hagman who, uh, four days after Carmen Katz first posted the story and six days before Election Day, brought Pizzagate from social media to fake news's largest stage. On the November 2nd broadcast of Alex Jones Infowars, by the way, which is uh, arguably the most influential conspiracy theory outlet in the country, 7.7 million unique visitors to that website every month. Uh, Alex Jones asked Hagman to tell his audience what sources had revealed about emails recovered on Wiener's Wiener's computer. Uh, The most disgusting aspect of this is the sexual angle, Hagman said. I don't want to be graphic or gross here. Based on my source... Hillary did, in fact, participate on some of the junkets on the Lolita Express. Based on my source, any asshole can just say now that they have a source and sound legitimate. I'm just, you know what? I'm going to stop researching anything for this podcast. I'm just going to make up, make up all of it as I go along. And occasionally, I'm just going to say, based on my source. Based on my source, JFK was killed by none other than the Hamburglar. Based on my source... Michael motherfucking McDonald has won 117 Grammy Awards. 
even more impressive based on my source. Uh, he's won 12 leading man Oscar awards despite never acting in a movie. Based on my source, Michael Jordan is the greatest martial artist of all time. Based on my source, George Clooney and Oprah Winfrey are the same person. And that person is Tom Cruise based on my source. And then I'll reveal years from now that my source was none other than Bojangles, three-legged, one-eyed pitbull, and master of disinformation. Bad Bojangles. Sloughing off on your research so you can do what? Fuck around with Lucifina? Uh, Hagman's story took off. Google Trends measures interest in topics among the 1.17 billion users of its search engine on a, on a 0 to 100 scale. On October 29th, the day Katz posted the story on Facebook, searches for Hillary and pedophile ranked 0. So no link. 96 hours later, when Hagman broke the story on InfoWars, InfoWars scored 100. The least to the max in four days. In April, uh, Hageman agreed to meet with Amanda Robb, investigative journalist uh, for the Investigative Fund, for a look at his courtroom-ready documents on Pizzagate, proving all of this in Erie, Pennsylvania. And here's what Amanda learned. In October of 2016, Hagman had claimed that he communicated with a friend who knows someone affiliated with the NYPD. This friend of the friend, here we go, the old friend of a friend song and dance, the friend of a friend had been on the task force that secured Wiener's computer and had copied documents onto a thumb drive proving Clinton and her associates were involved in pedophilia. But then he says, now I can't get him to give me the thumb drive. Ah, oh, dang it. Or even admit, or I can't get him to even admit to the fact that he had it. And then when Amanda asked uh, how, how he could possibly know that the files existed, he said, I trust my source. <laughs> how convenient. You, you trust your source that won't give you the evidence or admit to having the evidence. So uh, where's the evidence uh, I claimed having uh, in a story that made millions think Hillary's a pedophile? Uh, it's, in a thumb, it's in a thumb drive, okay, asshole? Where's the thumb drive? Uh, my source won't give it to me. Who's your source? A friend of a friend, okay, smarty pants? And you're sure this friend of a friend has the information on this thumb drive? Not exactly. Uh, he is now saying he doesn't have it. I'm, I may have misheard. So you never even saw it. And now the person who told you it existed is saying they never had it either. Uh, yes, that's, that's fairly accurate. So why do you still believe the story? Because I trust my source, you question-asking piece of shit. Why can't you leave it at that, you and your insistence on actual evidence? Uh, Hagman launched into a synopsis of three decades of rumors that Clinton and her associates are lesbians and perverts. <laughs> that's, this is from the article I read. I love that that's how it came across. Look, buddy, I have three decades of rumors that she is both a lesbian and, wait for it, a pervert. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no proof, no evidence. Who cares if she is a pervert? Uh, just rumors probably started by people as paranoid as, and, and uninformed as he is. Uh, he referenced the unsubstantiated claims of Kathy O'Brien and his sources. She's a conspiracy theorist from Muskegon, Michigan, uh, who alleged that while... <laughs> that she had been... She alleged that she'd been held as a... Uh, as a CIA sex slave in the, in the MK Ultra, uh, you know, thing with the CIA, and that she was forced to serve as Hillary Clinton. I looked up Kathy O'Brien, and she is an obvious wackadoodle. Oh, God. Her claims uh, show up on sketchy looking websites like transformation, <laughs> transformation.com, uh, where one unsubstantiated claim after another is made. No footnotes or sources are ever listed. Where she you know that's where one of the places she claims she's a victim of MK Ultra, 1988. And then she was rescued from that mind control enslavement program, and she went on to tell her story that she was Hillary's sex slave, and that the government's ultimate goal is to control the minds of every citizen so we can all be sex slaves to the Illuminati. 
This fuck, this idiot, this idiot. Get out of here. Oh, being from Idaho, where there's a high percentage of paranoid nut jobs. I've been around people like Kathy uh, most of my life. Uh, I've never met her, but I feel very confident betting my entire life on the fact that she is batshit crazy. If the government really was doing that, they would have killed her to keep the secret from getting out. What are you talking about? You put somebody in a mind control experiment program, you make them be a sex slave to the first lady, and then you're just going to let them go and talk about it? Shut the fuck up. You'd be dead, Kathy, if that was true. You'd be so dead. I do believe the government probably kills people sometimes to shut them up. I feel like all governments probably do that here and there. You know, not that it's cool, but it's probably just logical. But this this shit's not logical. Get out of here. Hagman moved on to Clinton's close relationship with uh, Wiener. Uh, Wiener's estranged wife, you know. Huma. And the allegation that her campaign manager, John Podesta, and his brother, Tony. <laughs> Sorry, this is, it gets so crazy. This really is like a giant idiot to the internet. Oh, one, of his, one of his things of information is that John Podesta and his brother, Tony, resemble sketches of suspects in the 2007 disappearance of four-year-old Madeline McCann, McCann in Portugal. Which I know the disappearance is not funny, but it's just like, it's just what? Hagman stopped himself then when he was talking to Amanda and said, I know this case is difficult. Circumstantial. Circumstantial? It's crazy. What, these guys kind of resemble sketches of people, like, uh, that were probably half a world away? Like, 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 they weren't even in Portugal when that stuff happened. Like, like, oh my God, it's so crazy. You know, just let us look at Exhibit A. Notice how the suspect kind of looks like the suspect in another unrelated crime half a world away. Sure, you say this man couldn't have committed this crime because he has a strong alibi. And his alibi is that he wasn't even born yet when the crime was committed. However, let me remind you that he kind of looks like Ted Bundy. Look at him. Kind of looks like Ted Bundy. What about that? I say guilty. Like, it, this is, it's just so fucking insane. When Amanda asked this guy, Hagman, if he actually had any kind of verified information, just anything at all, <laughs> uh, Hagman <laughs> shuffled some papers. He lifted one sheet, you know, by a corner. And then with, uh, I guess, apparent reluctance, he turned over a color copy of an image showing a clean, uninjured boy wearing a green T-shirt in a dog cage. That's it. That was the strongest evidence he had. This kid could have just been playing inside of this cage instead of being held hostage. I have a dog kennel, and I, I'm pretty sure I have pictures of my kids in it. I, and it was their idea. I know I, I know at the very least they got in there because they thought it was funny to look like they were caged, right? And then, <laughs> and then Amanda said to this guy, Amanda, the investigative journalist, said to this Hagman, that might be a disturbing image, but uh, I, I don't see what it has to do with Hillary Clinton. And Hagman shrugged, and then that was it. He goes, I hope you don't think this was a waste. Oh, my God. These fucking morons. Ah, I do have some strong evidence. You just pull out like a, like a random photo of just, of just some person with no context that has nothing to do with your case. Well, look at this guy crossing the street. He may be the key to everything. Or he might just be a guy crossing the street. And this is the guy who went on InfoWars talking about what he knew. This is the type of guest that Alex Jones has on that show. I, I gotta hate Alex Jones. He is such an aggressive liar and agitator. A man who just waves the flag of truth so fervently when he has zero respect for truth. He's a charlatan. He's a fucking snake oil salesman. A wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, the following month at Awaken to the Shaken, Awaken to the Shaken, a Bible conference in Gurney, Illinois, Hagman presented his evidence to an audience of about 40 middle-aged churchgoers. His courtroom-ready exhibits included the Wikipedia entry for fake news, the new Oxford Dictionary definition of post-truth, a quote by John Wayne, 
and a photo of people sitting on a couch wearing horse masks. A photo of scars on the fingers of John Podesta. And the kicker, a photo of a decapitated body that Hagman said was the victim of serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. And another of a sculpture in Tony Podesta's home, a sculpture titled The Arch of Hysteria that he said looked kind of like Dahmer's victim. Oh, how crazy is this? He's touting his evidence of someone's evilness, a statue that kind of looks like a picture of one of Dahmer's victims. Even Fox Mulder from the X-Files would laugh this stuff off. You know, I just picture this guy, (laughs) this crazy presentation, you know, which is all this unrelated random stuff. It's the work of the Illuminati. Look at this evidence. Look at this apple laying on a counter that is the same shape as the head of the founder of the Freemasons. Look at how round both the apple and the head are. Uncanny, right? Uncannily similar. And look at this. Look at this crumpled up receipt we found in the cousin of the friend of John Podesta's trash can. If you look at it in the right light, in the right light, at the right angle, it looks exactly like another crumpled up receipt found in the basement of John Wayne Gacy. Child killer. And look at this picture of him. Look at this picture of Podesta resting his chin in his hands, his fingers forming a triangle with the table his hands are resting on. The Illuminati triangle he's thrown in our faces. He is practically screaming, I fuck kids in pizza basements. The horror, the evilness. Two days after Hagman's appearance on InfoWars, Eric Prince, the brother of Trump's Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, Devos uh, confirmed that the terrible rumor was true in an interview on Breitbart. Now, Prince is best known as the founder of the private military company Blackwater USA. On Breitbart Radio, uh, Prince painted a picture sure to stir things up. He says, because of Wienergate and the sexting scandal, the NYPD started investigating. He said they found a lot of other really damning criminal information, including money laundering, including the fact that Hillary went to this sex island with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Clinton went there at least 20 times. Hillary Clinton went there at least six times. I love also that on that Epstein's Island, where sex with teen girls did go, you know, did happen, did go on, is now just a sex island, as, as if that's all that happens there. Like, you, just, you step off the plane into some Romanesque pedophile orgy where it's nothing but dick and puss, right? Just most of it underage, just 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, just lube being dropped off every hour on the hour by drones, Boats of sex slaves being unloaded every morning. Just, sex slaves, get your fresh sex slaves. Welcome to Sex Island, folks. Get some free dry Viagra. Grab a whip to whip your sex slave. Citing, citing Prince's interview, Alex Jones fumes. When I think about all the children, this is a quote. This is a quote by supposedly a trusted news source. He says, when I think about all the children Hillary Clinton has personally murdered and chopped up and raped. Yeah, you heard me right. Hillary Clinton has personally murdered children. Jones' video was viewed on YouTube more than 427,000 times. Prince's interview was shared another 81,000 times. Motherfucker. With no evidence. He's telling his listeners that Hillary Clinton rapes, murders, and chops up children. That shit is not okay. Alex Jones should be buried in lawsuits. He should owe 10 lifetimes worth of money to all the people whose lives he is recklessly endangered by leading a portion of the public to believe they are preposterous monsters. Now, around this time, Clinton campaign staffer Podesta, uh, notice, excuse me, <laughs> Podesta spirit cooking emails reveal Clinton's inner circle as sex cult with connections to human trafficking. That's the <laughs> that's headline on a website called dangerandplay.com. Also, uh, Podesta practices occult magic. 
It's a headline on the Drudge Report. And then he saw uh, Alex Jones shouting that Clinton is an abject psychopathic demon from hell who smells like sulfur. Gets even weirder. After users on 8chan read a Podesta email that revealed that Democratic activist David Brock had dated the owner of Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria, James uh, Alephantis, and the citizen investigators considered Brock their archenemy, right, because he had founded Correct the Record, a super political action committee that defends, uh, defended Clinton against defamation by online trolls. Suddenly, morons begin to see sinister meaning in the mention of pizza, any mention of pizza. For instance, right, uh, the first letters in the words uh, cheese pizza are the same as in child porn, CP, as I said in the beginning. And geez, 2016, and so many of our citizens are no smarter than the people who sentenced innocent people to death during the Salem witch trials. You know, this is this is like, fuck, this, this kind of stuff reminds me of like the Spanish Inquisition. Just witch hunt mentality, alive and strong. Well, the election comes and goes. Pizzagate remains strong. Uh, several Twitter accounts tweeted exclusively about Pizzagate to a number of influencers, such as, of course, Infowars, after the election's even over. One Twitter account, at pizza underscore gate, caught the attention of Mehmet Ali Onel, a Turkish TV anchor, and Onel, uh, who has 196,000 Twitter followers, was one of dozens of Turkish commentators who claimed Americans had no right calling out Turkey for, for sex crimes that were going on there in that country, uh, with Pizzagate erupting in their own capital. One of the most shared Pizzagate tweets was posted by the anchor on November 16th. Roughly translated, it reads, USA, hashtag Pizzagate shaken by the pedophilia scandals. So that shit is real news now in Turkey. Uh, Several hours after O'Neill sent his November 16th tweet, a web troll named Jack Prosebik went to investigate Comet Ping Pong and and another nearby pizzeria. Live streaming the visit on Periscope, he described evidence of what's really going on. A double pane of glass near an oven, security cameras, a texting cashier. It's all there, you guys. It's all there, people. You see? Did you hear the three things I said? Security cameras that every business has. A texting cashier that every business has. A double pane of glass near an oven. I don't fucking know, but who cares? He paused, worrying his viewers might not understand the situation. He says, it's like the movie Jurassic Park. Nedry had the shaving cream bottle, and you could press the top, and a little bit of shaving cream came out. The bottom part is where they had the dinosaur embryos. This is just like stupid, piled on top of stupid, piled on... The Twitter sphere went wild. The the previous day, there were roughly 6,000 tweets about Pizzagate. Now there's closer to 55,000 because of this asshole. Infowars posts another video called Pizzagate is Real. On November 27th, Jones spent half an hour explaining the story. Something's being covered up, he told his audience. All I know is, God help us, we are in the hands of pure evil. Hours later, he released another video, Down the Pizzagate Rabbit Hole. On December 1st, the show posted Pizzagate, the bigger picture. And meanwhile, in North Carolina, that dude Edgar Madison Welch, the man who would fire shots, you know, into the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria, he's watching all this shit. He's obsessed with the Pizzagate coverage. By the evening of December 4th, he's going to be in solitary confinement in a Washington, D.C. jail where fucking Alex Jones should be with him. Uh, nearly a year after the election, in three separate hearings with members of Congress, executives from Twitter, Facebook, and Google took turns expressing contrition uh, for hosting Russia's attempts to manipulate U.S. public opinion. A Facebook vice president said it pains us as a company you know, that foreign actors abused our platform. Twitter's general counsel said he too was troubled that the power of Twitter had been misused. <sighs> so, th- so that, so that is how it just, it was just lie after lie after lie, just snowballing and then bots, you know, pushing things. We'll never know probably exactly who truly, you know, started this. Obviously it was somebody who wanted Trump to win for whatever reason, who started this whole Pizzagate nonsense and people are still talking about it. It's been over a year right, since the election now, and people are still talking about this event as if it really happened. 
people I refer to as idiots of the internet. Idiots of the internet. internet. Okay, so I know this whole show is just basically <laughs> idiots of the internet today, but for today's idiots of the internet segment, uh, I looked at a brand new YouTube video that came out just this past weekend, posted by user David Seaman, a true wackadoodle. Oh, if you need another wackadoodle in your life, you look up David Seaman. Uh, and this is not the retired English goalkeeper, David Seaman, not the British DJ. No, this one's all American. And he's a real piece of work. Uh, he describes himself on his YouTube bio as, I report the truth, often socially liberal, fiscally conservative, and curious. That's how I would describe myself, you fucking prick. Don't take that from me. I'm socially liberal. I'm fiscally conservative, very conservative when it comes to crime and punishment. And I am curious, but I'm not a fucking wackadoodle like you. I'm my own kind of wackadoodle. Anyway, he says, always human. And this is what scares me. He says, former contributor to the Huffington Post, business insider. Maybe you've seen me on as a guest in the past. ABC News Digital, Coast to Coast, CNN, Headline News, BBC, HuffPost Live, The Young Turks, Fox News. All right, Coast to Coast I get. But the rest of those places are, in theory... Supposed to be legitimate news sources. Ah, they fucking piss me off, though. The Huffington Post, to me, is as bad as Fox News now. It's like, I don't even read the Huffington Post. I'm like, all right, it's going to be a liberal hack job. You're just going to attack conservatives. Fox News, okay, just going to be a conservative hack job. Just going to attack liberals. You guys just fucking become unreliable assholes when it comes to actual journalistic integrity. Uh, Okay, so keep all his credits in mind, though, as we walk through this video. Uh, he's gotten on all these networks as a journalist. He has, he has almost 160,000 YouTube subscribers. And on December 2nd, just the other day, he posted a video called Pizzagate and Podesta, Deep State Checkmate. And let's listen to a little bit of it. Let's be unbelievably clear about one thing. Pizzagate has not been debunked, right? It has not been debunked. Uh, what is John Podesta talking about in his emails? Yeah, what is he talking which about? Which were published by WikiLeaks and which have since been reviewed and read by millions of us uh-huh. all over the world. What is this very important man talking about uh, to other wealthy people in the Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. area? What is he talking what about? What is he talking about excitedly, right? Uh, what kind of pizza? If he's so excited about this pizza he came across, what kind of pizza is it? Is it a margarita pizza? Ah. Brooklyn style? Mm-hmm. Gluten-free? Never any mention of the kind of pizza or where it's from. No mention of any restaurants. The same when he's talking about hot uh-huh. dogs. Or- do, do, you, do you hear what's going on here? Because, because he hasn't referenced in this email the specific pizza place and because he's also talking about hot dogs and because he's not talking about pizza in the descriptive way that this idiot would like him to, he has to be a pedophile. Like that's, that's the logic leap he makes here. Or... Or he's just talking uh, to people who already know the place he's talking about and using shorthand like we all do. In my, in my text and emails with friends, if we're talking about a place that we've already gone to a bunch of times, I don't lay out, hey, guys, would you like to go again to the place we went yesterday, the place known as Comet Ping Pong Pizza, the place that has the very specific types of pizza that we enjoy, pizzas like a margarita pizza. I will have a large. What kind will you have? I enjoy their prices. No, you just be like, hey, man, let's go grab some pizza again. Same spot. Cool, man. Yeah, the walnut sauce is fucking off the chain. Now, you, you use your own whatever little shorthand. And I love that he's, he's also acting like people in power would never talk about pizza, especially not in vague ways. You know, like, they're, like they only talk about money. All right. Uh, we're going to make a billion dollars today, correct? Yes. Yes, correct. Another billion at the expense of humanity. Awesome. That's what I was hoping for. 
What about food? We don't talk about food. We only talk about money and power, always. I said, behind this idiot, as he's talking, is a handwritten poster that says, wake the fuck up. Uh, it should say, <laughs> I'm off my meds. Or maybe, I could really use some sleep. Or maybe, I'm in a real dark place right now, and I'm scared and I'm confused. Well, under this video, uh, idiot Deborah R. posts first, saying, can't we sue the government, all caps, or FBI, all caps, back to lowercase, for not looking into Pizzagate after one year of informing them so many question marks? No, Deborah, we can't because it's nonsense. That's why you can't sue someone uh, over something that's complete and utter bullshit. You can sue you know, people for a lot of stuff now in our country because litigation's out of hand. Can't sue over a fucking nonsense pizza story, as it turns out. So now take your computer and smash it into a million pieces. Reading shit online is only making you dumber. First reply to Deborah comes from Think Tank founder and obvious Mensa member, Dog Sings, who posts, FBI in on it. Top officials are Satanists. Well, there you go, America. Top dog just fucking nailed it. You know, dog sings, excuse me, top dog, dog sings, whatever, right? Officials are Satanists. Top officials are Satanists. It's a fact as told by user dog sings. Then user divergent says it's happening. Destroying the fake news is one of the first steps and Trump is currently taking them down one by one. What? I Look, I don't, again, 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 I don't care if you love Trump. All right, but please don't love him because you think he's draining the swamp. He's not. He's the fucking swamp thing. He's one of the he's one of the monsters in the swamp. He's not the swamp thing. I actually love the swamp thing. I'm gonna retract that because I love that. Uh, I love that character. But he's he's a he's in the swamp. He's like, right? You like his business policies? Fine. You like his social issue stances? Fine. You know, agree to disagree. You think he's taking on the system and bringing him down? Get the fuck out of here. He's it's all self serving for him and his own business interests. Come on. He's part of the system. He's part of the people in power over there. He's old money. Okay, so user Stacey Van Adder, a.k.a. Vapid Hatemonger, posts, referring to Podesta, people that powerful never go to jail. The best thing that could happen to him is, all caps, street justice. However, rich assholes like him usually have security teams. Keep it up, Mr. Seaman. Your courage is inspiring. It's great to see there are still, all caps, real Men in this country. Leaked emails? How about that horribly disturbing, all caps, audio of that creep torturing a little boy? Like I said, the best thing that could happen to him would be to be presented as a Christmas gift to the parents of one of his young victims. Stacy, you vile, ignorant, asshole piece of shit. If Podesta ever does get injured or killed because of this, you should go to jail. You and Alex Jones. Right? This stuff is dangerous. Encourage, uh, encourage others to kill somebody for being a satanic pedophile when there's no evidence, when it's all made up. The Comet Ping Pong owners received tons of death threats because of this shit. Not okay. Think about the satanic daycare scare of the 1980s I talked about in the Mandela Effect episode. When all those innocent daycare providers were accused of being satanic pedophiles, part of some huge pedophile conspiracy, people went to prison. Right for that, families were destroyed, lives were ruined, businesses were bank- bankrupted, and then years later revealed that it was all bullshit, false memory syndrome in full effect, combined with religious hysteria, combined with poor criminal investigation, and the same irresponsible nonsense is back with this story. And then there's this crazy amount of uh, uh, posts made on this video by by obvious bots, fake accounts. Uh, that's definitely in my brain now. Tons of different accounts that have the same exact type of user pick. 
Like, like if the username is Patricia May, which one of them is, then the account picture is also just the words Patricia May. But because YouTube requires a circular picture uh, to be your user profile, the letter, like the edges of the letters are cut off and the font is the same for, for like one poster after another. It's just their name, same font, edges cut off in the same way over and over and over and over again. You know, just all these fake comments kicking out, you know, or fake, you know, these bots, fake accounts kicking out fake comments that purport the same type of let's get them kind of vibe, pushing the same agenda. Uh, one account that doesn't look fake to me, user Rising Sun 49 posts utter paranoid insanity. He says, yeah. Why did he write, you can go have fun with chicken or chicken livers. I don't think this one's going to make it through the night, but you can have fun with her. Chicken means child and pedo tongue. There were so many others we can dissect and now exactly and know exactly what he meant. He's talking about raping children to death. He has a bad temper just by listening to him when he's being interviewed. When he doesn't like what's being said, he raises his voice and gets enraged. Those poor little kids. I think John is a serial killer of children. You think he's a serial killer of children <laughs> because he's mentioned chicken in an email and he has a temper when he does press conferences, when, he, when people say things he doesn't like. God, you fucking, you're such a goddamn idiot. Uh, it makes me so mad. Chicken means child and pedo tongue. That's actually kind of true. Uh, like as in chicken hawk, it can. Uh, it, it can mean someone preying on the young. It can also mean chicken. It can also mean the food, you fucking lunatic. Talking about raping children to death? No, he's not. <laughs> no, he is not. Oh, thank God for you, time suckers. Seriously, if it wasn't, if I wasn't constantly reminded, thanks to you, that there are so many intelligent, intellectually curious people in this nation, people who still don't cognitively dwell in the dark ages, I would honestly be forming an exit plan to get the fuck out of this country when my kids graduate from high school. Not kidding. The, the ignorance depresses me so much. Makes me feel very alone and terrified. Makes me feel like I'm just surrounded by easily manipulated, hateful morons who year after year waste their time focusing on this shit instead of actually paying attention to the real problems in our society. You know, it'd be nice if we could come together as conservatives and liberals and go after the real enemy, corporate greed, and not some evil cartoonish greed. You know, we just have fallen into a system where our retirement investment accounts are only significantly increase in value when the Dow Jones jumps up. And that only happens when giant companies post bigger and bigger profit margins than ever before. And those profit margins come at the expense of the salaries of the same people investing in the stock market, stock market, that the very same stock market that is oppressing them. I'm one of these people, you know, so, so I can eventually retire. It's, it's just a fucked up system and I don't know how to fix it, but I, but I think about it a lot. I think about it more and more all the time. You know, what I don't think about is, is dumb shit, Illuminati, satanic pedophile bullshit that's just a distraction, keeping us from the real problems. This is boogeyman shit, man. All right, this is don't go out in the woods because there's a witch uh, living out there. There's a troll. Careful crossing that bridge, you know? That's where the troll is. We got to rise above that type of thinking. When are we going to do it? And we're not going to do it unless we double down on education, good critical thinking, focus on accurate historical analysis and scientific fundamentals, that type of thinking. You know, if we don't do that, we're never going to rise above this. We're going to forever have an enormous percentage of the population dwelling in the intellectual muck and the mire that is the cesspool, cesspool home of the idiots of the internet. Idiots of the internet. And fake news. Turns out that's what Pizzagate is really about. Truly fake news. In my mush mouth, as always. 
get a population, you know, to not only lose trust in mainstream media, but to become convinced that mainstream journalists are nothing but lying, manipulative hate mongers, members of elite secret societies out to destroy everything you and your family care about and stand for, and that population starts to look elsewhere for information. And elsewhere, as we found here today, can get really scary really quick. The AP may not always get everything right, the Associated Press, because they're an association comprised of human beings, imperfect like the rest of us. But the AP is an independent nonprofit organization with oversight and ethics boards who work to provide the most factual reporting possible with an emphasis on avoiding conflicts of interest in reporting. There is a focus on their journalistic integrity, and there are still some bad AP journalists. Of course there are, right? MSNBC, that anchor, you know, got Brian Williams lying about having a helicopter. He was traveling in an Iraq hit by an RPG. He was suspended without pay for six months. Others have made mistakes as well. But at the end of the day, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, you know, biases as they may have are still a lot, a hell of a lot more reliable than InfoWars, you know, or with Alex Jones, the, the news equivalent of Star Magazine or the Weekly World News, you know, places, a place where people blatantly lie, make up stories based on nothing but hearsay or worse, based on nothing at all, literally just making up shit to boost their views. And even worse, throwing in, you know, uh, just enough truth to muddy the waters, give them enough uh, legitimacy to make their outright lies and slander seem legitimate. And when people start looking to these conspiracy nuts, and I do mean nuts for the truth, they start to lose touch with reality. Wonder how people start to believe in stuff like the lizard Illuminati and a flat earth? Because they've lost faith in mainstream media. And they have chosen to believe in fringe lunatics who've convinced that, uh, you know, a small group of people in power are constantly manipulating them. They're people who odds are never study critical thinking or how to analyze media, and they put themselves in a position where they're unable to discern truth from fiction. Suddenly a, suddenly a group of rep- reptilian overlords controlling the human race because they need our emotional turmoil to survive sounds as plausible, if not more plausible, than large corporations using their immense bank accounts to hire armies of lawyers and lobbyists who can bribe and bully Capitol Hill into consistently passing legislation that serves their corporate profit slash Wall Street goals of keeping investors happy by constantly posting higher and higher profit margins and taking over a larger and larger market share. Money makes the world go round, always has but not in some secret society way. It's right out there in the open. Right out there in the open for all of us to see, to study, to dissect. Just basic human greed, man. Used to belong to the kings and queens and other conquerors of the world. CEOs and corporate founders, the new conquerors. Grabbing that bigger and bigger share of the international marketplace, right? That's the new colonialism. But that's not fun to think about. It's complicated. It's an economic trend. Feels impossible to reverse in moments. Feels inevitable sometimes. Nuanced and involved, right? It's hard to get your head around. Easier. For some, to think that a small group of people are just evil and that they're just, they're just fucking with us, you know? They're, they're satanic pedophiles. They're lizard people. And if we could stop them, maybe we could make the world right according to whatever we happen to think right even is. You know, the earth isn't round. NASA, it's a bunch of liars. Scientists are liars. They just want to take our money and give it to the Illuminati. Paranoia to believe this stuff. Nonsense. That's why we need to educate ourselves on the actual voting records and policies and platforms. Politicians, vote whenever we can. Me too, man. I need to up my game, you know? We need to prioritize education. Oh, God, man. For 12 years, I, I've been bitching and, and doing very little about anything and uh, anything at all in any real way with politics. And I'm changing that. I'm changing that. I'm reading, reading more than ever. Oh, I want to I wanna get somebody in the, in the White House maybe just has a human agenda, not a liberal agenda, not a conservative agenda. Uh, how can, you know, that's what I think about for me. How can I make the world a little better, a little more fair, a little more bearable and enjoyable for the common man? And, of course, the common woman, Hail Nimrod. Bad ideas fester in the muck of the chronically poor and and multi-generationally uneducated. And certain wealthy people in power just love that. They they love that. They love to, you know, add to those bad ideas. 
to give them shape and form and help push their own agendas. Uh, it makes increasing their obscene wealth that much easier. They love keeping us dumb and distracted, keep getting us fired up about nonsense like Pizzagate when, when we should be angry over limited access to health care, a failing education system in many of our cities, a housing and higher education market that keeps getting farther and farther out of reach for the majority of the population. Check this out. As recently as five years ago, the U.S. spent more on education than the average spent per student by other developed nations. But in a study conducted in 2010 by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the United States spent more than 11000 per elementary student and more than 12000 per high school student. When researchers factored in the cost for programs after high school education, such as college or vocational training, the United States spent $15,171 on each young person in the system, more than any other nation covered in the report. That some inch past some developed countries and far surpassed others. Switzerland's total spending per student was 14900 Mexico averaged 2900 in 2010. The average OECD nation spent 9300 per young person. The United States spent 7.3% of its gross domestic product on education compared with 6.3%. That was the average for the other OC, OE, OECD countries. But the OECD... Uh, conducted a new study this year, and the results are troubling. U.S. spending on elementary and high school education declined 3% from 2010 to 2014, even as its economy prospered and its student population grew slightly by 1%, boiling down to a 4% decrease in spending per student. Over the same period, education spending on average rose 5% per student across the 35 countries in the OECD. Some school districts, uh, districts in Oklahoma cut down the number of school days to 4 from five each week because the budget cuts backs. And with decreased spending, the burden on U.S. teachers continues to grow. U.S. teachers teach close to 1,000 hours a year compared to 600 hours in Japan and 550 hours in Korea. In these countries, teachers might specialize in one course, such as Algebra 1, teach it only a few periods a day. The rest of their work week is spent on other activities, such as preparing lessons, giving feedback to students. We're still spending more on average than other developed nations, but we're moving in the wrong direction. We may be the leaders of the free world, but we're not currently the leaders in education anymore. One of the biggest cross-national tests is the Program for International Student Assessment, PISA, which every three years measures reading ability, math and science literacy, and other key skills among 15-year-olds in dozens of developed and developing countries. The most recent PISA results from 2015 placed the U.S. 38th out of 71 countries in math, 24th in science. Even worse, among the 35 members of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which sponsors the PISA initiative, the U.S. ranked 30th in math and 19th in science. 30th out of 35 other developed Western countries. That's terrible. That's scary. That's not leading. That's putting ourselves in a mental place to be taken advantage of by people in power, to believe in gibberish like Pizzagate. By de-emphasizing education, we're fertilizing an anti-intellectual movement in this country. This attitude of, you may have a degree, you may have your book learning, but I know what I know, dude. Growing up in a small rural town, I've met tons of people who look down on higher education, really seem to almost despise it. This attitude of, well, that may work in the books and such, but I live in the real world, buddy. I graduated from the school of hard knocks. And look, practical experience and hands-on learning has immense value, but so does education. And you just can't beat the combination of strong education combined with strong hands-on real-life experience. And if you don't believe that, you've allowed yourself to become too stupid to know what you don't know. <sighs> I just hired a young man with an audio engineering degree to increase the sound quality of this podcast because I know enough to know I'm not as smart as he is when it comes to sound engineering. I've dicked around on the internet for a few months. I didn't study it for two years like he did. 
If this podcast becomes as successful as I hope it does, as I want it to, I would love to hire someone with a master's or a doctorate in historical research or investigative journalism because I know they would help so much with the episodes. They're going to catch things I can't, you know, and I'll learn from them. I'd love to get, you know, I'd love to go back myself and get a history degree if I had the time right now. I value education. I always have. Wish I had a master's degree. Wish I had a doctorate. And not for the title, not for some prestige, just for the knowledge. Man, knowledge really is power. Uh, I work with a professional literary editor now, that Jesse Dobner, you've heard me think, because he catches grammatical flaws I don't, because I don't know as much as he does about grammar. He's much more educated than I am in that regard. If I, if I really had time, I should probably work, work with a speech therapist for about a year. But uh, but yeah, but be curious and question the information around you, time suckers. That's the spirit of this podcast, man. That's the will of Nimrod. That's what pleases this profitable Jangles and his bard, Michael motherfucking McDonald, and his other bard, James, so smooth he makes silk seem like sandpaper Ingram. It's the ethos of time suck. But also, while questioning, also learn to trust sometimes. Trust that not everyone is out to get to you. Trust the people who have a degree in journalism, probably on average, are a little better presenting journalistic information than someone who doesn't. Double-check mainstream media sources as opposed to ignoring them. And, you know, and, 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 or, or just looking to some subreddit or Twitter where the same lie has been reposted a thousand different ways. On the Time Suck app, uh, I've, I've included PDF downloads to my notes from all of my episodes for full transparency. They might not be as organized as you would like sometimes. The, the links for footnotes don't appear in the, in the proper places they should because I'm just fucking busy trying to get these episodes out. But I put everything I, I, I find there. I put it, it's all in the document somewhere, and you can check it. You can check my sources. Please do, you know? You can see that I, I work hard to give you the best info possible. I'm not trying to hide anything. If I make a mistake, it's out of human error, not out of some agenda. We cannot let our nation fall into idiocracy, please. You know, sometimes I think we're in real trouble as a society, you know? Uh... You know, it, like, like, like we're just letting the idiots of the internet become the majority. We got to fight ignorance. Got to combat it with intellectual, intellectual curiosity. We got to keep debunking conspir- conspiracies. Keep skewering destructive cults. Keep mocking idiots of the internet. Keep learning. Keep thinking. Keep talking and debating. Keep updating. Keep on fucking sucking. And now, you wonderful, beautiful bastards, it's time for some top five takeaways. Time suck. Top five takeaways. Number one. There is zero evidence that John Podesta or Hillary Clinton or any other high-ranking D.C. insider ran or was even involved in a pedophile ring. And there certainly isn't evidence in a pizza place uh, being involved. Number two, there is evidence that Edgar Madison Welch fired a rifle into Comet Ping Pong on December 4, 2016 in an attempt to rescue kids he believed were being held captive, molested, and raped in a pizza place's basement. And he is now serving four years in prison because he believed in Pizzagate. Number three, billionaire Jeffrey Epstein is connected socially to the Clintons and Trump and for sure is a pedophile. He's a level three sex offender. He did run a sex trafficking ring of sorts and he did get off easy, but that doesn't make anyone he has ever known or hung out with anyone he's ever brought on his plane guilty by association, right? Matt Lauer appears to be a sexual predator. Should NBC also fire Kathy Lee Gifford because she worked with him, right? She was friends with him. Does that make her guilty by association? Of course not. You know, it doesn't make her guilty, and, and, you know, and guilty by association does not apply to Pizzagate. And as I made clear earlier, Kathy Lee Gifford is a robot, and robots can't be held accountable for their actions. Number four, if you have the money, you can actually hire people to manipulate social media and web-based news in ways I did not realize were possible before today. You can retweet a lie so many times it starts to feel like the truth. Any lie. We're entering a dangerous time regarding disinformation. Pizzagate is going to be far from the last unfounded conspiracy to bring about actual harm. Rumors can kill. we got to be careful. 
And number five, new info, Comet Ping Pong, despite all the bad press, currently has a three and a half out of five star rating on Yelp after 730 reviews. It's a $2 signed pizza place on Yelp where you can get a pizza or calzone from anywhere from $9 to 17 bucks. And strangely, some of the poor reviews uh, have been left by customers upset that they don't have kids on the menu. Customers like Yelp reviewer uh, Chikatilo Still Alive 666, uh, who posted recently, Why no kids on menu? I hear so much pizza gate talk. I look forward to vigorous wrestling of children. I look forward to working up appetite, pulling out cock soft like wad of evil putty. I look forward to hard tugging of shame cock like giant worn out plastic tube, like old rubber band that has lost snap. Instead, I get calzone and ask to leave when, when pull down the sweatpants at counter. What big deal? I stretching penis that look more like dog chew toy than sexual organ when nervous. W- one star. Time suck. Top five takeaways. All right, that was Pete's get you guys. <laughs> I hope you still. I hope you're not just just so uh, tired of Chikatilo by now. He's still funny to me. Uh, who knows how much longer that'll last? Uh, <laughs> hope we didn't see this as a partisan attack. It really wasn't. That would really wasn't the intent. Of this, uh, you know, I, f- I feel like the problem of Pizzagate runs far deeper than any one political party. Okay, some Time Suck news. I'm excited about the Time Suck app is out. It's here. It's in its first phase, but I think it's looking pretty good. It has a player where you can download or stream any of the episodes. Uh, and unlike any other podcast app, you can push a button and get the PDF of the show notes to any episode of Time Suck. You can read the bios also of Lucifina, Bojangles, Nimrod. Other characters, find out what the hell I've been talking about all these times. You can pick an avatar for those characters. Uh... Uh, not all, all of the Avatar artwork is done. Danger Brain is cranking away uh, on a bunch of different projects for a bunch of clients right now, and, and, and we'll get them. We'll get them in time. Uh, when later versions of the apps come out, you know, these, this Avatar you, you pick can be seen in, like, the message boards when those get built, in the topic voting section for the Space Lizards when that's, when that's built, you know, et cetera. Uh, the new website, uh, timesuckpodcast.com, matches the app. It's also here. It's changed its look. Sorry there's no longer pictures on it associated with the episodes, but I made that decision to, to not list those because technically I don't have legal permission to do so, as someone pointed out, and, and it kind of clunks up the site. Uh, and I want to focus on the audio and the time suck artwork, you know, notes, et cetera, not on just random images you can find anywhere. And, and there, I mean, and there'll still be plenty of pics uh, on time suck social media where I guess you, you can post pics, you know, uh, from the internet. You don't have to have maybe the same permissions. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. FYI, uh, the player is going to be uh, uh, able to play episodes at varial speeds down the road. That'll be a later update. I, I forgot that that was important to some people. I just don't do that myself. But uh, but we'll get that going. We'll get the half speed, one and a half speed, uh, you know, two times speed eventually on the uh, on the app as well. Uh, there's a link to the store in the app. Uh, there's a, a, a later date, you know, update as well. There's going to be a link to tour dates. We're just yeah, this is uh, this is generation one, but it's generation one's looking pretty fucking cool. There's a cool sponsor section where I've made it as easy as possible for you to take advantage of discounts. You don't have to remember anything anymore. You just look in this in the in the suck sponsorship section. If there's a, a deal that looks good to you, you just you push the image, push the button, it takes you right to the spot you're supposed to go. Couldn't be easier. And, and uh, yeah, and this is now now the the app is new, the new website, and there's a mobile version of the new website for those of you who don't like apps. And all of that stuff plays everything. And if and if you have any problems, this is important. If you have any problems with the app, don't me- email me. Do not email me. I can't fix any of it. Email the Bit Elixir app development team. These guys are awesome. A couple of team of time suckers, right? It's part of the community, part of the cult, to the curious. And and you email them at timesuckapp at bitelixir.co. Uh, there is a uh, on the app. If you if you go into the little legal section, there's uh, their email. You can email them right from the app. And on the website or the mobile website, there's their email is displayed right like the on the homepage. You'll find it. You'll find it. So, and thanks in advance for helping me troubleshoot this. We're gonna grow it into the best podcast app out there. 
very excited. So download it from the Apple or Google Store. It's available on both iOS and Android devices now. Get familiar with it so you can be a, a premium space lizard. When that comes out in February, you're going to be ready for it. Uh, and finally, again, uh, man, Danger Brain, man, they, they have created the, the artwork for the app, and they're so good at what they do. Go to thedangerbrain.com for all your design needs. It's thedangerbrain.com. And also, man, man, busy, busy, busy time. Uh, started moving into the actual office. Uh, well, I, I, I unlocked the door. I made sure that everything looks good, which it does. And I'll be, I'll be moving in later today, getting that started, man. Setting up, setting up some Ikea furniture to kick off to start with. Um, yeah, man, going to get it set up over the next few recordings and then, uh, or the next few weeks, I guess. And then hopefully in the next few weeks, start recording in there, uh, and be able to increase the, the volume of the suck for playback, increase the quality, turn it, turn the little office into a clubhouse, host a little time suck open house a few months from now after we're really settled in details uh, on when that's going to, going to happen in a, in a few weeks. And uh, thanks for all the iTunes or Facebook reviews and, and ratings again. Man, thank you, thank you, thank you. That stuff really does help so much. It just wherever you can rate it, when you do rate it, it always helps. On iTunes, heading towards 2,000 ratings uh, very soon, which is incredible. And uh, Time Suck also, again, if you didn't hear, on Spotify. It's on both the app and the desktop website now. So you can find it. It's, it's, it's fully, fully on Spotify, which is fantastic. Uh, sorry, Time Suck is not quite on YouTube. But uh, it, it, it's been a little uh, harder to get the, the file just because there's such a backlog of big files, get them all rendered and everything. But my new employee, Josh, he's promised me the suck will be on YouTube this week. Uh, if that doesn't happen, I guess I'll have to kill him. So we'll see how that goes. Sorry the store is, uh, is depleted. Uh, I put new orders in. I'm restocking after getting wiped out on Cyber Monday as fast as I can. Uh, follow the suck on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Time Suck Podcast to know when stuff hits the store the day it arrives. Special thanks to Time Suckers, Lee House, Brooks Groend, and anyone else I missed. I think I missed several who suggested today's topic. Hope you liked it. So your suggestion doesn't get lost. Please email them to bojangles at timesuckpodcast.com. Much easier to find uh, later in the emails than they are from private messages on social media. And actually, the, the new website uh, and, and the new mobile website still do have that contact form that goes straight to this place. You can just do it from the website. And we are working on getting that uh, – here as soon as possible on the app you will have a contact button on the app where you can send your message straight from the app that is going to happen uh special shout out to young time sucker at maverick mason 66 on instagram for being just a cool dude thanks to sydney shives for killing on social media harmony velikamp for all of her help uh jesse dobner for his editing wizardry once again and then next week griselda blanco la madrina the black widow the cocaine godmother the queen of narco trafficking satan's pomeranian Okay, I just made up that last nickname, uh, but I like it. Satan's Pomeranian, but the other ones are legit. Griselda was a Colombian drug lord of the Medellin cartel and a pioneer in the Miami-based cocaine drug trade and underworld during the 1970s and early 80s before she took two bullets to the head. Actually, she didn't take the two bullets to the head until 2012. Uh, at the age of 69, still gangster. Shit, how did this woman become a major player in the man's world of narco-trafficking? By being a bad motherfucker. The godmother rumored to have been responsible for roughly 200 deaths. Who is this woman? A real life Lucifina? Well, find out next week. Find out Monday on Time Suck. And I will figure out some options for the December 15th Friday bonus suck for you to vote on here very soon. And I'll post those options on Instagram. Now, let's get to the Cult of the Curious. Time for some Time Sucker updates. Updates? Get your Time Sucker updates. First one today is an update of an old episode, an update to episode Time Suck episode uh, 16, Is We Getting Dumberest? A suck on the current state of education in America seems fitting for this week's episode. This comes in from a young sucker by the name of Shane. 
He says, hey, Dan, this is Shane, the guy that drew that terrible picture of you. It wasn't terrible, but this isn't about that. I was recently watching your uh, Is We Getting Dumberest episode, and I heard you say that you wished there was a common sense class in school. Well, I thought I would tell you that at my school, starting next year, my senior year, there is going to be a senior life preparation class where they teach students about the things they should get ready for in the, the future, such as tax, rent, stocks, overall just common sense. So your wish has been granted, at least in my school. Keep on sucking, Master Sucker. You make me curious to learn more about this ball or disc of Earth. Hail Nimrod. Hail Nimrod, Shane. I love it. A life preparation class. That is so great. I feel like that's so important. I mean, we have to focus on history, critical thinking, math, science, literacy, of course. But also, how to pay your fucking bills. How to pay your taxes. How to invest so you can put your life in a position where you, where you don't have to work forever. Where you can focus on, on, on continuing to learn and other things as you get older, not just have to work all the time. So, so you're you're not always confused and financially struggling. Uh, great to hear, Shane. Man, thanks for sending me that sending that my way. I, I, have, I have not heard about something like that. I love it. Uh, BTK update from Time Sucker Acellus Clotum. Hopefully, I'm saying your first name right. A S E L L U S. I have not met another person by that name. Uh, Acellus says. Came to Time Suck through Dork Forest and am enjoying it immensely. Just finished the BTK episode and it begs some very important questions. First, other than Wichita, does Kansas have any city names of its own? That is pretty funny. Uh, we do reuse names a lot in this country, right? You'll have like the same name of one city in, you know, seven different states. Uh, second, is BTK proof that dipshits can be monsters or that monsters can be dipshits? Further study is required. I'm frankly disheartened to, uh, that no BTK interviewer has come at it from that angle. Holy shit, what a dumb fuck that guy was. As far as murderers go, I really can't think of a better example of someone so confidently stumbling through life until his luck ran out. That is funny, yeah. He, uh, I mean, obviously he was good at just, like, not talking uh, to people in a social circle about what he was doing. Not slipping up with evidence at home, you know, not getting caught that way. But, but yeah, he was also not uh, uh, a real, you know, intellectual dude. You know, more, more careful than intelligent. A good planner. Methodical. Maybe not hyper-intelligent. Yeah, and definitely got a little too cocky at the end with the police. Uh, finally, I just wanted to mention, as it's recurring statement sentiment with you, in the more murdery episodes, that the sociopath with a shitty childhood thing is a bit of a myth. While there's outliers, such as the Iceman, you know, and, and uh, by large, we've learned that most violent sociopath sob stories are bullshit, and the cycle of violence narrative is usually just that, a narrative. I only mention this... Uh, I only mention this as it is a myth that haunts many people with truly traumatizing upbringings. People who are abused as children often live in constant fear of when their own monster will surface due entirely to the pervasiveness of this narrative. So the less people spreading it around, the better for everyone. That, that is an interesting point. Yes, having a tough childhood and being raised by monsters should not make someone worry that they themselves are going to become a monster. At the end of the day, it is a choice to be a killer. And you can't blame anyone but yourself for choosing to be a piece of shit. Uh, and then he goes, uh, I wish I had some specific sources locked and loaded for you, but I believe research along these lines is cited in the books, the wisdom of psychopaths, liars, lovers, and heroes, and the psychopath next door, the comic creator and abuse survivor, Dean Tripp also has spoken to this at length at several podcasts, specifically Smodco's fat man on Batman, not trying to admonish, just enlighten, keep up the good work. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Tell us. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the info. Uh, flat Earth update from a NASA Time Sucker. This comes in from Time Sucker Jonah Ryman saying, Dan, I've just started listening to your podcast a couple weeks ago, and I've been listening to one or two a day at work. I was struggling through another Friday and just got to your Flat Earth Theory one. Funniest fucking shit I've ever heard. I work for NASA, and all your references have completely turned around my day. I told my coworkers to listen, and even when this job sucks, 
fluid system design sounds a lot more enjoyable than guarding a cliff around Antarctica. Keep up the good work. I'm excited to see how this podcast keeps progressing. Thanks, Jonah. I also am glad you're not stuck on that ice wall patrol, buddy. That sound that that does sound rough, man. Just keeping people from falling into space. And last for today, another BTK update straight from Kansas. Dear Mr. Dan, the suck master master, the suck Cummins. My wife and I wanted to message you to say thank you for covering BTK, a horrifying reign of terror that uh, ourselves, our friends, and families remember all too well. It was a little surreal to hear the timeline and knowing exactly the locations you spoke about. I was in fifth grade when Raider started dropping off packages around Wichita and was finally caught. A quick story to add to the potential victims list blurb. A friend of mine's coworker lived in Wichita in the 70s and came home to find her phone cord cut. When she asked her roommate why the phone wasn't working, the roommate said a guy uh, with a, from AT, ADT came by earlier to bury a new line in the yard but needed a shovel. They immediately left the house and told police. Ooh. Yeah, remember, Raider worked for ADT. A few douchey corrections that don't really seem to matter or affect the facts of the story, but as locals matter to us. The town of uh, Salina is pronounced with a long I sound, not a long E sound. Salina. And K-A-K-E News is simply pronounced as cake. And I must defend my alma mater and say Wooshock is the best mascot in higher education. Go Shocks! On a side note, my wife and I both got bachelors in psychology from Wichita State. Just wanted to share the commonality. Thanks so much. For the incredible podcast, my wife and I hope to meet you one day. If you ever come close to Wichita, sorry the loony bin was such a letdown. Till next time, keep on sucking, Alex and Caitlin Friend. Wow, man, scary shit about your friend's coworker. That's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, and, and I did get a lot of emails about Salinas. It always cracks me up when the pronunciation of a place uh, changes, probably from what it was supposed to be, because of uh, the original language of, of the word gets lost. Like, I bet you that Salinas was supposed to be Salinas, because I bet the origin is still Spanish, but it got to me, got Americanized. And uh, yeah, man, and I heard emails from other people too about me bagging on Wichita. I was just bagging on the Looney bin. Uh, I'm sure Wichita is fine, and I would love to do a show there someday. Love it, love it. Hope that happens. And uh, thanks for sending uh, that in, fellow students of the human mind. And go shocks. And I know a ton of you write in and don't make it to the updates. When the secret suck comes out in February, uh, so many more of your voices are going to be heard. Be, be uh, you know, a lot more updates on that one. It's going to be, it's going to be mostly updates even. It's going to be great. Thanks for continuing to write in. Uh, can't wait for the extra podcast uh, to include so much more of you into our growing community. Thank you, Time Suckers. Thanks, Time Suckers. I needed that. We all did. Thanks, everybody. Th- uh, extra thanks this week to Australian Time Suckers. Ah, uh, man, the suck is growing down there. Thanks for spreading the word down under. I appreciate it. And until next week, enjoy your week. Uh, Good luck preparing for your fantasy football playoffs if you're doing that. Uh, Please do not spread mindless propaganda on the web. And you know what? Put some keep on into a little bit of sucking. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you suddenly had an extra hour show up in your day every day, what would you do with it? Work out, sleep, read a book, play Fortnite, call your mom, take judo lessons, Finally watch all the episodes of Shameless. A lot of us spend a lot of our time wishing we had more time. But why? Time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? 
The bad news is that you're not going to get that 25th hour. But what you can probably do is reprioritize where you spend some of your time. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it with your time. This year, my health is more important to me than cranking out another stand-up special as fast as possible. So I canceled a tour, sacrificed that income, and decided to spend a lot of the time I just got back working out more, resting more, relaxing more, and enjoying time with family, friends, and just myself. And I'm so glad I did. I feel better than I have in a long time. And my BetterHelp therapist, Debbie, was very helpful in getting me to make the decision to pull back. Thank you, Debbie. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TimeSuck today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TimeSuck.